This is Minimalish. I'm your host, Desiree, and before we get started, let me be clear. This podcast isn't just about minimalism. It's a podcast about living fully. Over the past few years, I've learned that living with a little less in our homes and on our calendars leads to less cluttering up our minds, which simply helps give us the space to give our time and thoughts to the things that actually matter. So what do we talk about on here? We talk about minimalism and decluttering and how to get there, yes. But we also have conversations about pursuing intentionality in the things that matter, like our motherhood, faith, relationships, work, and mindset. Minimalish is a podcast for the women committed to contentment and loving the life in front of them, committed to living with a little less so they can create space for the things that matter most. What it's not about, how many spoons you should have, or any kind of rules or legalistic minimalism that promises you'll be happier if you just get rid of more stuff. Getting rid of stuff isn't what will make you happy. It's about the life you live with the new space you find. If that sounds good to you, grab a mug of whatever you like and stick around. I'm so grateful you're here. Hey friend, welcome back to Minimalish. This is episode 73 and I'm your host, Desiree. Today we are approaching the topic of self-care. It's just one of those words that has become really overused. It gets frustrating when it feels superficial. Let's talk about real self-care today. And the thing is that real self-care looks different for everyone. Today, I'm chatting with two other women. They're the hosts of Not Your Mother's Podcast, and I absolutely loved my conversation with them. An extremely practical conversation that you can take and apply to your life. My goal these days, now that I know that many of you who listen in are not moms. There are many of you who are listening in that are in several different seasons of life. And I'm so glad that you're here. I just want you to know that you are seen, whether you're a mom or not, if you're listening in, I'm so glad that you're here. And I do my best to make these episodes applicable in general. I do believe today's episode, it is possible to apply these principles of finding margin for self-care in your life, even when you're busy. Even when life is full, because life is not only full as a mom, life might be full if you have thrown yourself into a career that takes a lot out of you. Life might be full in a new marriage where you are trying to navigate this brand new relationship. Life might be full if you're caring for elderly parents or whatever it is that you do. When life is full, when we take on things that are important to us, we often put them before our own needs. And while there is a time and place for that, it is also very true that if we constantly are putting others before our own needs, we are not going to be able to be the best that we can to care for those other people or those other things, whatever they are in our lives. So although all three of us chatting on this episode are moms and we are in the season of toddlerhood and babies, whatever season you're in, I hope that you can gain something from this episode and that it encourages you to go and figure out what it would look like to make more margin in your life to care for yourself. All right, we are going to dive right into my conversation with Sonnet Simmons and Veronica Freeling, who are actually the hosts of another podcast, Not Your Mother's Podcast, and they're co-creators of the parenting online course, Raising Children You Like, with Brianna Kappa. So they're two longtime friends who became moms at the same time. They're going to tell you a little bit about that story and a little more about their podcast in this episode. So let's jump right in. 
All right. Today is the first time I'm ever having more than one guest at once. So I'm so excited to be uh, having Sana and Veronica on from Not Your Mother's podcast. So before we get started, could you both tell me a little bit about who you are and what you do and what you love in general? Hi, thank you for having us. So this is Veronica. Uh, Sana and I have been longtime friends and we've just done life together and became moms together. And so we were working, you know, Sana's a singer, songwriter. I'm a digital marketer and we were working on some things together um, in our full-time jobs when we recently became moms. And after we'd work, we'd go on walks and be like, okay, let's talk about what's going on in our lives right now. Like what is happening? There's so many things that uh, we're feeling that we really couldn't put words to. And so we all, uh, we, you know, we just had these questions. And so we uh, looked to seek out the answers and uh, thought like, why wouldn't, like, wouldn't it be great if we just interviewed people to experts to like give us these answers and then to share with community. And so that's kind of like how our motherhood journey began was all these questions, no answers, <laughs> you know, all these like uh, feeling alone, even though we had each other, you know, so we realized that we can't be the only ones that feel this way. We can't be the only moms in the world that are up in the middle of the night, you know, Googling what we're feeling and not really, not really understanding it. So uh, we just are on the path of seeking and uh, sharing what we learn. Yeah. So just to piggyback on what Veronica just shared, this is Sonnet. And um, I was in the music industry before this. Uh, I still am. I'm a singer and songwriter and was working in that world. And um, have being a new mom, you expect a lot of changes and a lot of things with just the logistics of motherhood that you're going to have to learn that are different than you might expect. But I think one, some of the big things that we just didn't expect was the huge transformation that you go through as a woman and as a person and your identity and how you're trying to get back to some old way of who you were when that old person just doesn't exist in the same way. And so how do you walk into becoming the mother that you want to be, or maybe you don't even know what that looks like and you're starting to see pieces and it's just like a huge wave that you're riding. And so we, we created our podcast, I guess, kind of to help us on that journey um, and to expose some of these unsaids and these deep questions that are kind of sitting under the surface that we don't get to explore every day and that not everybody can understand when you talk to them about it or, you know, if they're not in it with you. And so we're really lucky to do it together. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I love that you have each other and that you just decided to to do this creative project together as well. I mean, it sounds like you both do creative work to begin with. So it's, I have enjoyed listening to your podcast and, and hearing the conversations that you're having and they're important conversations. And it's such a struggle, no matter, I think, what stage of motherhood you're in, but especially when you are in the beginnings and you have all those questions and I can totally relate to being up in the middle of the night Googling things and feeling worse <laughs> instead mm -hmm. of feeling getting the answers you you wish you were getting. So I want to hear about your podcast a little bit and just hear about what it is about, I guess, now, because you talked a little bit about the story of starting it. So 
So what's it about? And, um, you know, tell our listeners so that they can come over and, and join you. Our like big tagline is we talk about the unsaids and the unspokens in motherhood. And we strive to give tips, solutions and insight around it and a platform to talk about it. And we do that by interviewing experts, interviewing people who are exploring different aspects of this journey and trying to gleam um, tips from them. And we make short episodes like 30 to 40 minutes that are full of ways that you can apply these things to your life right away. So if that is anywhere from like postpartum depression to infertility to toddler tantrums to healing your mom belly, you know, to just the transition of becoming a mother and the way that it looks and how to what that looks like in your partnership with your marriage and um, how to show up for your children, modeling the behavior that you want to see in them that maybe you didn't see as a, as a child. Um, we, we try to really, really go as deep as we can and as quickly as possible to give actionable steps to moms um, because that's what we're looking for. You know, we just don't have a lot of time and we're trying to get like some, some things that we can really take home with us. Yeah, that's so true. I feel like there's a lack of time and just like a lot of avenues to explore information out there, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I love that you do that and I love that you focus on the action steps. So I was listening to a recent episode that was super short and you just talked about what you're looking to think about more and talk about more and explore more in 2020. And I think correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was on it that said, um, you wanted to talk more about self-care. And when we were talking before we recorded, this was just something that you both seemed like, you know, this is something that you really love to dig into and talk about. And I think it's just so important is what is real self-care and how do we actually do this. He feels like, you know, we don't even, we don't even have the time for it or we're not allowed to have the time for it. Whatever those questions that come up in our head. So first, before we really dig deep, what is your definition of self-care? This is Veronica. Um, <laughs> my definition of self-care would be doing the activities that make you you and that fill you up and fill your cup up. So you're able to then pour into all the cups that you need to fill, like your children, your relationship, if you work, you know, showing up and being present at work. Um, so it's really about doing those things that, that are a part of, of your makeup of who you are. For me, it's definitely changed in being a mother. What I thought self-care was, you know, was just really taking care of yourself, like going to the gym and getting your hair done and all of that is good, but hard to do as a mom. But what is even harder for me to give myself permission to is to take time out to create the things that I want in my life, like to have a minimalist home, to tidy up, to but but not just to tidy up, but like to really be mindful about what is it that I want my home to look like and take that time because we're just so in survival mode. And so for me, I feel like in becoming a mother, self-care has been about creating boundaries and carving out the time to be mindful in whatever it is that I'm desiring to do, whether that is create a new business or 
look within and how I want to show up for my child. And that's the most challenging thing for me because I just keep zooming through and I'm just like, oh, well, it'll all come together. And then it just keeps continuing the way that it's continuing because you're not stopping to take a moment to think about it. Yeah. What have roadblocks have come up for you specifically in trying to pursue that, whether it's, you know, what Veronica said about being present in every area of our lives and the things that make us us in every area, every area of our life, or whether it is more of the mindfulness of being where we are, what gets in your way of, or just what do you think like gets in any way of self-care in general? I think one of the biggest ones is just permission. You know, we, we put the list of everything else above. And then if there's time left over, I'll sit and I'll like map out what I want my 2020 to look like and how I'm going to get there. But if there's not time, then, you know, because children need to be fed and I still have to like do this for a paycheck and all the other things. But we don't realize that that thing that we put at the very bottom is what brings us happiness and allows us to pour into all the other cups, like Veronica said. And if we don't take that time, um, but it's just really hard to give ourselves that permission. And also we see like everywhere across social media, moms are doing so much and they're so busy and they're so accomplished. And so you just feel like you're behind and you don't feel like you have that time to to sit back and take a moment to cultivate the life that you want. You just feel like you have to like live it and go. Veronica, did you have anything to add to that? Like of just roadblocks that have gotten in your way specifically? Um, well, no, I don't because I ended up having two children pretty quickly. I got <laughs> pregnant six months after my toddler was born. And so once the second one arrived, it was very clear to me that there was two of them and one of me. And if I didn't get my to, like my stuff together, then I wasn't going to, going to be able to show up for them. So I, so this past year, I ended up very um, putting self-care on the forefront because like Sonnet was saying, it was so easy with the first one. It was so easy to be like, okay, the baby, the baby, the baby, the baby. And then all of a sudden I'm like drained and irritated and not taking care of myself, you know, at the end of every day. Whereas like now I don't, I can't afford that because there's two children now. <laughs> and it's yeah. just obvious that I'm, that I have to be the leader for them. So they, so I'm able to guide them in a, in a fun way. You know, there's like Sonnet was saying about her definition of self-care, which I agree with. It's like, you know, the intention behind it, what you're doing, like what you're doing, how you're living your days, all of those things makes you who you are in the life that you want. And so, so I don't have anything else to add. <laughs> no, that's, that's good. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's so good. Like, I, I love hearing that you just don't really have a roadblock that has gotten in your way right now because you realized that it was like, it's like survival mode. It's a survival. Yeah. It's like, I ended up turning it on its head where it's like, if I'm going to survive this, I have to take care of myself because I, and it was because I had such a hard time transitioning from a woman to a mom. I was like in the WTF, like the world is ending for a long time until I got pregnant again. And then I was like, Oh, this isn't going <laughs> to end anytime soon. I should probably get it together. <laughs> yeah. So how did you 
then how did you make it happen? I mean, survival mode, it was a survival tactic for you to just start taking care of yourself better. But what were the practical steps that you put in place? Like what time of day or what things do you do? How did that work? So I'm very type A, like I love to-do lists and I I love goal oriented tasks. And so I reintroduced my daily task list where when I first became a mom, I was like, I don't want anything on my plate. I want to be able to just kind of like go with the flow and figure this out. But that isn't in my personality. That actually... I felt was um, did a disservice for me because I wasn't on my routine. And even though I, it wasn't like I was so strict as I used to be, just having that gave me a sense of like purpose and it, it kept me intentional. Like on my to-do list, I have, um, I do Kundalini yoga. So just doing like one minute of breath of fire and then holding my heart or putting my hands on my heart and just telling myself like, I, today I'm going to live with more joy and be more present um, in my life. And so just doing those little things uh, just shift me back to center, you know, and then I have a a bunch of those like on my list. Um, Also like wearing baby wearing, you know, I forget sometimes when you get so wrapped up with the world, I'm like, I, I like to wear my infant, (laughs) you know, because a lot of times I'd be like holding her forgetting that I could just like put her in a carrier. And so like those little things, just mount up to, to me feeling a, a having, like having an accomplished day. Um, also going to the gym, like having two hours at the gym and really carving out time to work out, to shower, to blow dry my hair and then like work for an hour. And when I do that, I'm like, I won the day, you know, because, <laughs> I, because then I pick up my daughters and I'm like, Hey, I just did all this stuff to make my, you know, my endorphins, are rapid firing. I got some things off my to-do list for, for my work that I love to do. And my girls got to play for two hours and now we can have a nice lunch and we can have a nice afternoon and everything else can, you know, wither away because I've already taken care of myself. The girls got to play and we got out of the house. So those little things that like, and I mean, also even like, like my hair, right. I never paid attention really. And I still kind of don't like, I don't really wear makeup. I, my eyebrows, I can't even, don't even look at them, you know, I've grays <laughs> all over the place. And like, I've never really paid attention to those things, even though they, I do care about them and I, it does matter to me. And so even though like maybe to someone else, like getting your hair done might not be self care because it might be superficial. But for me, I think like, because I'm living more intentional, like I want to take care of those things. So like mm-hmm. now this year, um, I'm, I'm working on like being able to maintain those things. So I'm getting my hair done on Saturday mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, so I'm like, okay, this is like, this is new for me. You know, I've never, I've never used that as self care. So I can fully relate that those things tend to get to the back burner. I totally relate to that feeling of just, it seems superficial to some people maybe, but it just, it feels like real self care to just take those, that time to go and get your hair done because we could easily not let like a year could go by and we don't do that, you know? Right. And it's like, it's like what we were talking about earlier about the clutter or like, you know, it's like you constantly see it and you're like, I, I could do something about that, but I'm not, and I'm not, and I'm not. And then one day you're like, you know what, I'm going to take care of that because I want to, you know, that's something that would make me happy. So 
um, it's just like the intention behind it, you know, the intention behind your, your efforts that matters. Yeah. Yeah. And, and doing it more regularly and consistency is just Mm. definitely telling yourself that, that I matter too, you know? Right. I hope you're enjoying today's episode, but I'm taking a quick break to tell you about today's sponsors helping make this show possible. I am so excited to be telling you about Kyrgyz today. Kyrgyz is on a mission to bring comfort, coziness, and huga into your home. Their indoor house shoes are made of handcrafted wool. They believe that there is an untapped wellspring of well-being in the simple act of removing our outside shoes and slipping into natural indoor footwear. Kyrgyz works with only one manufacturing partner, which is based in Kyrgyzstan, and their product uses old world production. And wearing Kyrgyz helps celebrate the cultural heritage of an ancient part of the world. Wool is a special natural material that is sustainable, renewable, breathable, comfortable in all seasons, and odor and stain repellent. The natural properties of wool always keep your feet in the perfect temperature no matter the season, and they are handcrafted by people who have been felting wool for generations and generations. Their artisans are paid a living wage, and they work in a safe and supportive environment. Kyrgyz help make your home a sanctuary. They help you treat it as such by putting on your Kyrgyz upon arrival home you're signaling to yourself that you can leave the worries of the outside world outside and enjoy the comfort of your home they have a new model tengris which are unique the felt is more pliable and it'll fit to your foot like a warm hug once you're in them you won't want to take them off and i can attest to this because i have a pair of tengris and i'm absolutely in love with them i just feel like my days are so much cozier when i have these warm shoes on my feet that i can just wear around the house Visit Kyrgyz.com and use promo code Minimalish to get 15% off your order. K-Y-R-G-I-E-S.com and use promo code Minimalish to get 15% off your order. I'm also excited to share with you Native. Did you know that many conventional deodorants contain aluminum, which actually plugs your sweat glands to keep you from sweating? That cannot be safe. Native's deodorant is made without aluminum so that you can feel better about what you're putting on your body. Native has literally 9,000 five-star reviews. They've been featured on The Today Show, Elle Magazine, Pop Sugar, just to name a few. Their products, like their five-star rated deodorant and their toothpaste, are formulated without aluminum, parabens, and talc and they're filled with ingredients that you can actually pronounce and understand. Their products have free shipping and returns, and they work. I've tried out other natural deodorants, and nothing works quite like a native. I love that I don't have to reapply it. It keeps me fresh all day, and even while working out, Native is also excited about the relaunch of their toothpaste line. Most natural toothpaste tastes like natural toothpaste and feel like natural toothpaste. Gritty, little to no foaming, limited freshening power, and without that clean mouth feeling. Native's toothpaste use a special blend of naturally derived cleansers, flavors, and whiteners to deliver a great brushing experience without the trade-offs of other natural toothpaste. They also have the option of fluoride or fluoride-free with every flavor, which I love. For 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code MINIMALISH during checkout. That's 20% off your first purchase at nativedeodorant.com with promo code MINIMALISH. All right, friend, let's get back to today's episode. Sonnet, what are some ways that you have kind of gotten over the roadblocks of self-care for you and just what do you do? Like, how do you find space for it in your day? Um, I mean, I don't think I've gotten over it. I think it keeps Mm -hmm. showing up in different ways for me, but definitely incorporating gym time where I get to 
get a shower and like have time to do my hair and have an extra hour because of kids club or Cairo can hang out and then have some time on my computer with a cup of coffee and just like get that in is so uh, that just like sets me up for success. And I always was somebody who would wake up super early and get my workout done before going to work. And it helps me kind of remember parts of me that I have not paid attention to, um, or, and really like have, you know, let go of in the first year of being a mom. So now that I can like put that back in. And I think also just really being mindful. My first thing to say to people is like, yes, sure. I can do that. Or, you know, let me figure out how to make that work. And to understand that like, I don't always have to figure out how to make something work. I can say, no, that just doesn't work for me and kind of build a container of what does work for me in my space and my schedule and not taking on too much. I still struggle with that, but I feel like it's so much less. And it's every time I overextend myself and I'm like, shoot, I'm doing lunch and I'm on my way here and I just should have said I couldn't do it. And I, you know, it's like, okay, but at least I'm like learning. <laughs> so next time I'll be like, you know what, that, that day just doesn't work for me. Like I, I can't make that work or whatever it is, you know, where you're just like trying to squeeze in meetings between another meeting and it, you know, whatever. Um, so really having these kind of containers that where I can seal myself and take care of myself and my family and, and um, really be the most present because then I'm spread too thin and then I'm resentful and then I'm tired and the day goes to the birds. <laughs> so um, that's one of the biggest ways for me that I, and that then gives me more energy and time for, for taking care of myself because I feel like I have more space to do the things that I need to do and the work that I need to do. Yeah. It's just important to even just be able to say that like, I'm still on that journey to trying to figure it out because I definitely am there. And I think that the saying no thing is it can be hard to even navigate too of just, okay, it, it's trial and error, right? Because you might've said yes to that lunch thinking, oh, this would be fulfilling to me. And then you realize, or this would be helpful to me in some way. Mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. would be a great way to connect with this person. And then you realize when you're going there, like, oh no, I added too much to my plate. I know. I feel like that is my ebb and flow of life this past even learning to work at home is I drop a lot of things and then I say, I'm going to have less on my plate. And then you just pick little things back up here and there. So it's definitely, I feel like self-care and just saying no, all of it is a journey and it's a good journey to be on, but it can take some time. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, and understanding that it is a process, like you don't just like fill out the form and then follow the rules. Like right. It's going to look different. Yeah, you have to check yeah. in with yourself to see if something needs to change or, you know, because what your needs are, they're constantly changing too. So if something was working for a little bit, it could change down the line and you need to be able to check in with yourself to be like, okay, well, I need something more. I need something less. I also want to mention that Veronica is doing this interview from bed, laying, <laughs> <laughs> laying in a beautiful bed with beautiful pillows, and it looks like a sunny room. Like um, she's you know, got self care dialed in. <laughs> she's self caring right now. 
I was also envying the the comfort level <laughs> that you got right there. It's like, wait, why isn't my microphone that mobile? What is this? Right. Well, I went to I went to the gym. I do a spin class on Mondays. It's like my favorite. A spin is like a non negotiable for me. Like I'm like I, my daughter starting preschool. And I'm like Monday, Wednesday, or Friday, or Tuesday, or Thursday. I'm like Tuesday, Thursday because Monday I have spin. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm like prioritizing my spin over whatever. But you know, that's what I'm saying. Like when you have two kids, you're thinking like, what do I need in my life to be able to be with the best mom and spin is one of them but I was getting dressed in the shower or after the shower into like comfy clothes and I was like <laughs> I'm so grateful that I can work you know in this type of work where I can just put basically PJs back on <laughs> to go yeah. to work <laughs> yeah that's awesome and I love that you just even mentioned that idea of prioritizing a spin class that you don't want to miss just to, it's not like you said, my kids aren't going to go to preschool because of my spin class, but it's just saying that I don't have to do it the way that, I don't know, sometimes like mom guilt makes us feel like we have to do it. If we are more joyful that I, and we're filling our lives with things that matter, they are going to benefit from that. So what are action steps? And if whoever wants to tackle this first, but um, Veronica, since you've talked about even how you have really just like done it, I know you said it was a survival <laughs> mode thing, but, but what are some action steps that you have like as, a, as advice even to make it happen in their lives, to make self-care happen? Uh, well, I would, I suggest making a list of, things that bring you joy. So like spin is one for me, um, getting outside, um, just, you know, making a list, a running list of all the things that bring you joy. And then looking at your goals of doing, you know, one or two things a week and looking at, looking at it in weak strokes, because if you look at it on a daily, especially with little kids, they're so unpredictable that they can, one tantrum can you know, take you both on a tailspin downward spiral. And then you're like, mm. we're just not going to leave the house today. So, um, you know, get, remove that block and just say like give me a simple goal of like just doing one thing for yourself once a week and just picking and putting that list on your refrigerator and then just picking one of those things and then just scheduling it for that week. And then, you know, as you are allowing yourself that permission to like enjoy those things that, um, fill you up, then add another one and then, then another one. And then you slowly kind of start getting in the routine of, um, taking care of yourself. And then, and then they kind of turn into like non-negotiables because you know how much it has improved your life in other areas. Yeah. That's so good. That makes so much sense. I, I feel like, it's just such a clear way to do it. And I've never really thought of it because I do specifically feel like I look at each day and I'm like, okay, I need to get this. You know, I have this goal right now of 30 minutes of movement and just like try to plan it out at the exact time that I'd like it. And I feel like with the movement of my day, sometimes it just doesn't happen. Then I get frustrated and I'm like, well, another day didn't happen. So I love the idea of the list and looking at it starting weekly is so helpful. Sonnet, did you have anything you wanted to add to that? Just like action steps? 
I think for me, like I have just started asking myself, does this serve me or does this, will this bring me joy or fulfillment and just taking a pause, you know, where I would just be in the action of doing. And so then by the end of the day, you're just exhausted and you're depleted and you don't know exactly what you spent all your time doing. And so taking a step back for me um, and asking myself that getting into the habit of it. And I, still struggle with it, but it's still, it's, I'm just so much more mindful of the decisions that I'm making. Am I making that for myself or am I trying to do that to like help everybody else but myself and just depleting myself even more? Um, And that just by asking those simple questions and taking a pause in while I'm planning out um, has been super helpful. And then planning for the week rather than for the day is also just like, you know, you takes the pressure off of trying to really get everything packed into your day. I feel like crap because, you know, you didn't, you didn't get it all done. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. So have you experienced kind of like the guilt factor of this at all? Just, we're going to like wrap up our discussion on self-care, but I feel like guilt is a huge problem. And if you've been able to get over that guilt aspect of it, how have you done that? By engagement, engaging with what whatever it is. It's usually mom guilt, right? So it has to normally yeah. do with your child. Um, engage with them. Like there's so many times where I'm like, ah, oh, she's had the screen for too long or, or like, ah, oh, I got irritated too, you know, too many times today. But if you just kind of like play with them, just get on the floor and play with them, the guilt just kind of goes away because you engaged. Also, we have this, um, we, we started another company called Raising Children You Like, and it's uh, attached to our podcast. Um, but we partnered with a licensed family, family therapist, Brianna Kappa, who has been such a catalyst for information that we've been, she's in, one of the experts we had in our podcast, and we're like, oh my gosh, we need to know more. Um, she really helps serve the whole parent in their experience, and she's given us some great tips too, which... Um, so Raising Children You Like is we have online classes you can listen to on, and one of them is on mom guilt. So we went to her and we were like, first one we asked her about were t- tantrums. So she, we created a course around tantrums. And then it was like mom guilt because we experience it so deeply that we don't even know that it's there. You know, it's easy to be like, oh my gosh, this one thing has... In- is giving me mom guilt, but then you don't realize that like there's this huge undercurrent of us trying to make up for where we feel like we have weaknesses or we're lacking. And so we're overcompensating because we feel guilty and we haven't even identified that yet. And so really doing the work to identify where we feel like our shortcomings are or where we feel like, you know, we, we feel like we're not giving enough to our children because we want to make sure they got enough because our ch- we didn't get enough or whatever it might be. Um, and that has really helped me in understanding that there's, there's just like this excess of energy going out to this guilt that I didn't even know was guilt. It's just like, you just think that's part of motherhood. And so by identifying that um, through the work that we've been doing with her and sharing with other moms um, has been extremely helpful in understanding how to let go of the guilt. That's so great. I'm definitely going to check that out and we'll link that in the show notes and everything. So listeners can find that. 
Oh yeah. And they're super affordable. Um, download them. You can listen to them. They've changed our lives, which is, you know, why I'm talking about it because it's something that, you know, we were searching for answers. Um, and you can just, you know, listen to them on your phone or whatever. They're just super easy. Yeah. Yeah. They're amazing. Brianna is like godsend. That's saving us all. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) That's so awesome. Okay. So I have two questions I ask every guest. So just, you know, quick kind of lightning round type of answers, but there's only two questions. And the first one is what's something that you're simplifying right now? My thought process. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just asking myself, like, what's the next right decision? Mm. Yeah. That's so good. good. God, I'm simplifying everything. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I probably am just simplifying my, the bedrooms and the office, like, like literally I am unpacking boxes if you can see and trying to figure out like homes and if there aren't homes for it, like what do I do with it? So really trying to simplify my life so that that is not a continuous question. Like where does this go? Practical. (laughs) Yeah. And then my last question is what's something that you can't stop talking about right now? Our online courses, they're really exciting. We have like four launches this year that we've planned. Um, The next one that's coming out is handling picky eaters because those toddlers, man, they do. (laughs) You cook a full And we talk about yeah. <laughs> Green time and like, it's just, there's so much that we're learning and we're so excited to share it. And we've just finding ways to share it with finding new angles and new ways to get the information out there and make it super affordable. So, you know, we're just all about learning and sharing. Yeah. I love that. And is that the same thing? I think so. That's what, I mean, we basically are on the phone or text messaging about it about day that. in, day, night. Yeah. And our toddler problems. Yeah. Gosh, I feel like I can't <laughs> stop talking about that either. <laughs> it's fun, but it's crazy. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, awesome. Thank you guys so much for doing this. I'm so excited that I got to have this interview with two guests for the first time. So it's been so fun. Yay, yeah. Thank, thank you, thank you so us. much for having us. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you shared it with a friend or share it on Instagram, tag me. That helps invite others into this discussion, other lovely women into this beautiful minimalist community that I love so much. And I am grateful for you for doing that. And I want to hear what you do for self-care or what you are going to work to find margin in your life for. For me, that's looked like taking care of myself through eating healthier through physical activity. And that does take time and space and energy to do so. And I have found margin over the past couple of months for that. And it just feels so much better. I have so much more energy. I have so much more patience when I'm taking care of myself in that way. That's just one way that I care for myself. But I think it's one of the most important ways other than actually taking care of myself mentally and my mental health, which I do through some morning reflection and just waking up earlier and having time to myself. Self-care doesn't have to look fancy. It doesn't have to look like pampering, but it absolutely can look like that if that fills you up as well. I know I do my own nails every couple of weeks and that is something that really does fill me up. It slows me down. It's kind of like an artistic thing. So there are so many different ways to care for ourselves. And I just encourage you to explore what that is, especially if it's gotten away from you, especially if you have put yourself last on your own list. 
And I know we look at self-care sometimes as selfish, but I just want to encourage you to think of it in a different way because we truly cannot be fully there for the people that we need to take care of or for the things that we need to put ourselves into if we are kind of letting ourselves slip by and slip through the margins and we're not even taking care of our own basic needs. Before we close out this episode, I do just want to mention Sonnet and Veronica's courses as well because I recently became a student in their courses and I am absolutely loving them. I love online courses. I love learning. I especially love them when they are taught by an actual expert in the field or an actual educator. And in this case, these courses are definitely taught by an expert in the field with Brianna, who they have partnered with. She is so knowledgeable and I just love the way these courses are structured. So definitely check them out if the topics interest you and if they would apply to your life and there's something that you need a little extra assistance in. I think this is a great resource that they have put out into the world. And I also want to just point you over into their direction of their podcast. If you're looking for a podcast that is exclusively focused on motherhood, theirs is an excellent one. All right, friends, that's all for today's episode. And I'll talk to you right back here again next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.